everybody, I'm Cheryl Pickens. I'm Jonathan Udilka. And welcome to Our Town. We are here today with Drew Beveridge. How you guys doing? We're doing great. Drew is with ProValueNet. He is one of many, many employees of this company here in Stillwater. And Jonathan, is there anything burning that the, the folks need to know about why we're interviewing Drew Beveridge? Well, we are particularly interested in ProValue because not only are they a great partner of downtown Stillwater, but also have such a big reach that's outside of Stillwater that really uh, supports our economy. So super excited to be with you. I'm glad you guys are here. Thanks. Well, great. Yeah, and we're out in one of your warehouses yep. located just downtown Stillwater, 8th and Main area. And we've got all the technical stuff back here. It looks very interesting. So we want to start at the beginning a little bit. We've established that you provide internet now, internet service now. But who started this and, and what did it look like back then? Well, so we're going to take you back in time a little bit. Okay. So um, we started in 1996 as a dial-up company. We actually started in my grandfather's mechanic shop. My dad was a certified mechanic for years, um, started doing computers as a hobby on the side. So he started a computer company in 92, and then in 96, he needed dial-up services to fix his customers' computers. Okay, so a computer repair company? Computer build and repair. So when did the internet computers. start? So... Right about then, I yeah. think. Yeah, so dial-up was becoming a thing then, you know, it was a hobby before, right. and uh, it wasn't really mainstream at all. So we couldn't get our customers support to them. So we needed to give, a, you know, an outlet to provide internet to them. So 96, started dial-up service, still in the mechanic shop, literally in the back room of Stillwater Safety Lane. So that's at 2010 <laughs> South Main, that's where it all started. And then we grew to a point in 1997 that we rented the building next door, dug the cables across, and then literally set, set up shop there. So in 97, uh, we ran that till 99 there, and then we entered, um, moved downtown, right, right here at 8th and Main, the corner, southeast corner. Okay. So when we got here, we created an internet gaming cafe for people to come in and rent time to use a computer, because not everybody had computers or fast internet. So 1999, one and a half megs was awesome was awesome. Like it was top notch. People paid a lot of money for one and a half megs. So what is it today? Um, one and a half megs would barely get your websites loading. Okay. Wow. So, yeah, because people design those sites with, you know, graphics and video and so mm -hmm. you would be sitting there waiting on it. So and one and a half megs would be a starter pack. For context, in nineteen ninety nine, what's the hot game everyone's coming to play? Ooh, nineteen ninety nine Counter Strike. Okay. Yeah, that would be uh, that'd be what we played, uh, Medal of Honor, um, original Call of Duty, Battlefield. Okay. Fun stuff. We had tournaments here, so our game center here would play game centers around the United States. So we actually traveled to play them at their wow. store. They traveled here. We played. Super fun. Did some Xbox tournaments, too. That being said, that made no money. Um, <laughs> no money. So it was super fun. Um, but since the, you know we had the space, we had the internet, we were downtown, we had the space available for it. So we had retail, uh, retail set up. We sold computers still. Um, 2001... Um, Internet became faster. DSL was becoming a thing. Um, we started reselling some DSL options. So dial-up, you know, slower technology. It was going out the door. We were selling DSL for a while through Southwestern Bell. Haven't heard that name in a while. Right. And then we were basically selling their product, supporting someone else's product. So we, we didn't find that to be relevant. Um, you know, a customer call in. We're like, well, you're going to have to call and get your phone line worked on by somebody else. So we were, we were a middleman. Didn't like it. Um, we built a tower at my parents' house in their backyard, which is south of Stillwater, and then we started selling internet to the neighbors. 
in again one and a half to three megs at that time. That was two thousand one. So how lucky to be the neighbor, right? That right. That you got something. Right. You could go to work and say, "Hey, guess what's happening at my house?" The, you know, it, it was luck, and at the same time, it was expensive then. So you know, we we used to have these huge antennas. It was fifteen hundred bucks to buy to get the internet out in the middle of nowhere. Um, eventually, you know, move fast forwarding that on from two thousand one, we started selling wireless. We've been through. Uh, seven generations of wireless equipment, massive dishes to these little bitty things now. Um, and we serve from the first community was south of Stillwater, then Perkins, then Glencoe, and then we did Tryon, Morrison, and all the little small towns around. So we, we really focus on the, the areas that nobody else will serve. They, they're underserved, unserved, um, just nobody's going out there. There's just not a, not a cost analysis for a big company to build the lines out there, so we're able to wirelessly broadcast them further. So. Um, nowadays, we serve uh, 6,000 square miles. We have 100 towers broadcasting internet. Um, we just hooked up the community of Quay. I don't know if you guys know where Quay is. It's just I don't know north where it of is. Yale. It's about 20 to 30 homes. They now have internet service off the rural water tower there. So um, we that partnered probably with a lot of, changes your life. Yeah, you can you know think about starting a business. You have to then go get storefront. Mm-hmm. You have to move into somewhere that has internet service. So you can start in your, your, your garage. We have customers that will start in their garage. Create their concept in the middle, you know, wherever they live, Quay. then they can take it to, yeah, America or Lucene or Douglas or Marshall, Covington, all of those areas mm-hmm. that um, just didn't have service before. Paying long distance to get their dial, dial oh, tone no. And so, still today, we replace services, the satellite services or limited data services. And there are areas that they can't get phone, they can't get anything, no cell phone service. Wow. So, if we can come in, our average customer pays us about 68 bucks a month. So, average customer, um, they reduce their phone costs. They don't have to have it anymore. Right. Who, who has a landline, right? <laughs> and then, so that that being said, they, they get a lower cost, unlimited data, and get to use the internet for what they want to use it for. Wow. wow. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And that all started in the mechanic shop. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any competitors? Yeah, we do. Um, we're actually part of an organization called WISPA. It's the Wireless Internet Service Providers Association. So there's a lot of competitors here in town. We have a few that are broadcasting wirelessly as well. Um, we serve most of our area is unserved, but there are some areas of our, our network that overlaps. Since we use unlicensed frequency, we broadcast this wireless signal. It's not good for us to be in a comp- competing area because those signals interfere with each other. So we actually have to work with our competitors to make sure that you know customer bases are not being affected by that. So we do we do work well with our competitors. We we can find we find the competitors to be the satellite companies and the the large um, companies that oh, don't like yeah. doing the support side. Right. So. Right. But our focus is customer support. I was giving you guys a tour as we came in and uh, introduced to the support team that you know takes all our calls here in Stillwater downtown. Um, we, we like having that local feel and making sure when you're talking to someone like, yeah, I, I know where you live. I, I live down the road from you. Yeah. And that way you're not, you know, you're not feeling like you're calling someone and not country. getting an answer. Exactly. Well, exactly. with that being said, I mean, are you able to provide service in Stillwater? So we have some options downtown. We're using some 60 gigahertz that can provide 500 to gigabit services downtown. Yep. So we are serving downtown Stillwater. Mostly though, it's rural. Um, where our focus has always been rural, so we continue to build that. Um, there are options here in Stillwater for people. Um, we do have some fiber products coming, um, so that will be So what, does, be what awesome. does fiber mean? I've heard that, you know, I don't so know what that means. Fiber optics, you're gonna have a wire to your house, but it's, you know, using light. So ah, okay. um, unlimited resource there. You can get internet connection faster than any other, you know, fiber will be your fastest option. 
So that one I have at my office in Perkins? Oh, of course. No, okay. you're going through the wireless connection. Yeah, okay. But ah. you're across the street from the tower, and it's going to work great. Oh, okay, good. So, good. You know, and that's that's actually a good point you bring up. Most people don't use gigabit service. You know, you, you everybody wants it, right? Everybody wants that gigabit service. But streaming Netflix is one and a half megs. So, you know, mm -hmm. to get to get Netflix in your house, you really just need one and a half to three megs. You know, if you want to start watching Amazon Prime, you got a four-meg connection, Hulu, three-meg connection. So if you had a 25-meg connection in your house, yep. eight different people Everything. doing different things, All right. and everybody's happy. Yeah. And so the unlimited data is the key. So if you live in the country, you know, you know satellite systems, they limit what you can use, just like your cell phone. You're sitting here, oh, you yeah. went over your limit. Please add 15 more bucks oh. to your card. So right. uh, we're happy to be able to provide unlimited data in no contracts in the service. So. Yeah. So does that uh, separation that you're focusing on rule, is that just a part of the culture, or, or are there other impediments that kind of make it not practical to kind of serve the metro areas? Uh, for us, it's always been a mission. We've always lived in the country. I live out in the country still, and so it's it's been our mission. There is definitely, um, you know, in, in town you have four options here. So we, we find that our niche is that rural market where nobody else is going to serve. And we don't want to be the only option. We just want to be the best option. Right. So you first know, to market. First helps. to market, right? And and again, having local support and, and you know being part of that community. You know, we want to support Perkins and we want to support Perry. We want to support Cushing. Yeah. Um, and you know, we have thirty-three employees here, and they come from all of those towns. We have Cushing, Perkins, a lot of Perkins, a lot of Perkins people here. And so, you know, where the the beverages graduated from there, so we're third generation from Perkins. Speaking of the beverages. Yes. Okay. Tell us about. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just jump all over. Oh, Tell yeah. us about your family. You're 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 start you're starting the business, in in the back of the garage. Yeah. Who was this and how old were you at the time? <laughs> uh, there's there's a picture on my wall in my office. This is fun. So dad started the company, and I was literally this tall, uh, playing video games in the computer up front. It was supposed to be probably changing brake pads or something. But, <laughs> right, working. Uh, so I was probably 12, um, and so I started working for dad. Started getting paid. When I was 15. Okay. So I, I know I know we got a lot of free labor in there somewhere. So we're an interesting company. We actually have uh, we have six siblings that work together. Uh, my older brothers are um, you know IT engineer. I do our business development. I was in the field. I did installs for 15 years. So I say business development. That's a that's a loose term. Um, small businesses. We all wear many hats. And so uh, I have two brothers that build and climb towers. And then we have a brother that does all of our field operations side. And then uh, my sister just graduated high school, and she's on our accounts payable team. So she's uh, she's doing great. One girl and how many boys? Yeah, there's five boys and oh one, my gosh. Uh, one sister. Works. So there's seven of us total. Wow. Yeah, and so that's that's really really interesting in this day and age having a family business. Um, we we all get along. Actually, it works out pretty well. We do all different things. We don't we don't see each other very often. Stay in your lane. Yeah. But so yeah, Dad started the company. Uh, he's still here today too. He still works with us. And make sure everything's flowing and getting things done. Um, we're continuing to grow. I think. Uh, I think right now it's literally there. There are so many areas that still need internet. Uh, we get calls regularly. I can show you a map of all the areas that can't get service, and we're we're trying to get to those people. So. And what and what is it? What are we waiting on? Um, I I would say mostly the the areas that we're trying to get to is that now you know do we build another office. Do we have, we're an hour, 15, hour, 20 minute drive from here, everywhere right. we go. So now it's right. like, okay, are we over expanding ourselves? Do we need to put an office in Cat? And we go all the way to Piedmont. You know, do I need to put wow. an office in Piedmont? Do I need to put an office in Enid? Or, or do we focus, because we have people here, you know, we're a line of sight technology, so we have to be able to see our towers. That's why we have so many of them. 
Um, but if we can't see it, they not, they're not getting internet service. So do we build more towers in here? So we, we have some discussions, and right now we're focused on building fiber and getting our, our current customers faster speeds. And so we've always uh, continued to grow and build. In this industry, if you do not continue to upgrade, it'll, it'll surpass you fast. And so um, every two years or so, we, we go through an through a upgrade process, and that's, uh, that's always fun. Well, that touches on my next question. I was super impressed to learn that, you know, a lot of your, just on the technical business side here, your revenue, you're bringing dollars to Stillwater yeah. that are from outside Stillwater. In fact, you're not even serving Stillwater except for downtown. Yeah, yeah so, we probably have 50 to 70 customers here and 5,000 outside of town. Yeah. yeah, so that's awesome from a business development standpoint. What keeps you here, and then what's the what's the struggle with? Do we either expand or just move? I mean, right. What's that been? So we actually built a construction yard south of town, um, just because we have you know all the this bucket trucks, and I, I know Stillwater loves our parking. So um, <laughs> we uh, we built a construction yard out there to get some of our heavier equipment. We have bucket trucks and lifts and uh, fiber trailers out there, and um, we built we we came here though is because this is where connectivity was. We literally couldn't get connectivity anywhere else. We had to start here. And then we license all of this outside to our rural towers. Um, and right now we're actually building fiber to those towers from here. So we will we will hub wow. down here for a long time. Um, it will be way too expensive to move. <laughs> yes, all right. Way too expensive right. to move. So, you know, we, we do see our field teams, you know, sometimes maybe the, the trucks will get outside of town, but we, we like it here. We like, uh, you know, having the restaurants. Like going to happy hour. There you go. We like taking our guys out, and you know our sales and support team. They like having that ability just to walk out, go down the street, get a get a, get a burger. Not being get, isolated far, far away. Right, where... exactly. You know, if we're in a warehouse, we like each other, but we don't like each other that much. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> How do you get training? I mean, are are there other people around that support folks like you and and that do what you do? That's a good question. You know, for a long time, we were trying to reinvent the wheel. It's never a good idea. Really? You know, you know, there's there's trade organizations that we we joined. The WISPA is one of them. Yeah. Um, I'm the state coordinator for Oklahoma, so I, I get with all of our competitors and make sure that we're you know we're focused on doing things proper, safety. Training is huge. You know, uh, our industry is new. We're we're you know, 1999 is when the industry basically started in the wireless side of it, as far as you know outdoor Wi-Fi access points. And so, um, we do a lot of in-house training. We go we. We have one coming up in March that we're going to send our guys to and get some certification training. Um, you get that certification training two years later, you're going to get another. One. That's it. And so it's going to continue to go. So we learn on the job for most of it. Safety-wise, we, we we send all of our guys to rope and, and tower courses. Our, we have six certified tower climbers on staff. That is a job that I'm glad they do. And so uh, I work better with my feet on the ground. That's it. That's um, it. And they're they're in there now. They're doing a, a grounding uh, test or grounding class, not test grounding okay. class right now. Um, so definitely, definitely hard. Um, it's not like you can go get a book and read about it. Right. Yeah. Okay. So tell me about the, so your technology is mostly wireless yep. right now. We're all wireless. It's, it's 99% wireless. Yeah. So you, you're not traditional internet and you're not cell phone. You're kind of somewhere in between. Yeah. So yeah. That's interesting. What, what is it? Our term is fixed wireless internet service. Uh -huh. So fixed meaning that it is not mobility. So we actually mount something physically to your roof that's fixed yeah. to our tower. So you're, the subscriber unit is mounted to the house. We run a cable inside, then you have a wireless through that router. So unfortunately, we can't just throw a radio up and it's all wireless. There's got to be a cable somewhere in there. Um, but it is a you know, fixed wireless internet service or wireless internet service provider. Those are the terms that we would use. Yeah. 
Yeah. So do you touch on this fight that the providers have now about 5G? Does that impact you guys? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Um, there, there's going to be a fight. I, I don't know where all the, all the confusion is there. We have some 60 gigahertz technology downtown, so technically we're using some of the 5G uh, protocol. So um, we, we see it as, you know, a uh, resource for us, another tool in the toolbox. That being said, it's very short distance, so it's a very uh, high frequency band. So you're going to get six to eight blocks before you lose attenuation. So then you're not going to have you know signal. So for the high bandwidth part, it's going to be for major cities. I don't see the rural areas getting the benefit of it unless we built a tower every half mile. And that's just you know if we built a tower every half mile, right. we'll run a cable. Right. Yeah. So I know there have been times when we've had events downtown Stillwater where you've provided the internet. So yes. is that turned on all the time so like if i'm driving through town well not driving but if i'm stopped at a stoplight and trying to get <laughs> access i mean tell me about that and haven't we heard you know like towns will do their whole town in a bubble or something right. like that what is all that so you know i know ponca city did a municipal wi-fi um for what we did you know we have events down here all the time and so we were asked to come out and so we came out set a tripod put a battery pack ran a cable so what we did is we went around to, you know, Everyman's, uh, Leonard Jewelry, Co the Work It Center, um, Stillwater Karate, um, allowed us to put access points and mount them uh, blue, blue spruce across the street. So we mounted them permanently So and just left it on for Stillwater Downtown. So we have those access points online for all the events. Um, if you want them renamed, you can just come in and we'll rename them for the event that's there. And so um, for the arts festival, we, yeah. we set it up for that. And then, you know, we have the, the Mid-South is coming. Mm -hmm. So we'll, we'll oh, have it available there. And we, we do have one on uh, the TFS building as well. So we're trying to get around the corner. And we'd be happy to add more. Um, that's just what is now, you know, it, it's what fed the locations that they had vendors. Um, and so we just wanted to give back to the community. Being downtown, um, we're, we're happy to be here. We are not retail. We sell nothing retail. So, you know, if you come in to see us, we're, we're happy to see you. Right. But we're not, we don't sell anything downtown, so we're, we're uh, more of a service provider and uh, not, a, not, not having retail side of it. Um, but yeah, we're happy to get back to downtown. We, uh, we have some ideas for the Mid-South that should be fun. Oh, uh, that's good. And that's going to come yes. up in March. Yes. And then the Arts Festival is in April. Yes. Okay. And then they usually set the stage right out here, too. So right outside yeah. our window is pretty cool. This will be great. Yeah. So looping back around, started off with getting folks playing video games down here. You may know video games are still a little popular. I saw that. Yeah, the I, highest, I went the wrong way in my career. <laughs> the uh, highest growth in university intramural sports is e-gaming. E uh, is there any future in merging back into that ecosystem? You know, we thought about it. It's fun. It's funny to think about how that comes back around, you know, because just think about 2001, you know, people didn't have internet at the house. So then when internet became a thing where you had it at your house, you're like, everybody put their headphones on and turned the lights off and played, you know, at their house. Well, now everybody's like, hey, let's get back together and play here. Like, this is not a new concept. We used <laughs> to do this all the time. Uh, so it, it's, a, it's a cool idea. I, I, would, I would love to see somewhere downtown, if it's not a, someone downtown needs to have a place, you know, creating land parties and game center again. Yeah. Um, the original group here, if you guys watch this, we have a 20, we need to do a 20 year uh, anniversary of gaming and uh, get our old crew back together. So we need to do that. That could be oh, fun. Yeah, we've talked about it before. So if, if we get them Well, in... you'd get the young kids. And yeah. then you'd get yeah. you older guys that have the experience. Playing and... Oregon Trail. Oh, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
Very good. So uh, you have kids, your brothers and sister. Well, your sister just graduated high school. But yeah. So you have, is there another generation, any of the kids old enough to express any interest yet? Oh, yeah. My, uh, I have a seven-year-old and a four-year-old. And so my seven-year-old is all about it. And I have my four-year-old, we don't know about him yet. Well, he's, he's, got to, he's got to choose his own path. But seven-year-old loves yet? it. I mean, yeah, give exactly. him a minute, you know. Um, but, yeah, they uh, they always um, will be driving down the road and they're like, Dad, your internet's not on. I was like, no, no, no. AT&T. <laughs> AT&T isn't on right here, and that's because there's a dead spot. They're like, can you fix it? No, no, I can't fix it. <laughs> so it's, it's pretty entertaining. No matter where we're at, if the internet doesn't work, they turn around and say, hey, the internet doesn't work. Well, they have high expectations. <laughs> they probably, as they get older, they're going to have very little patience mm -hmm. when you go you know, to a hotel and you try oh, to yeah. hook up to their Wi-Fi or whatever. Man, if it doesn't work right then... They're going to be upset. We've uh, they they rode out with me on a few tower site repairs, and so every tower they see, they're like, "Hey, that's your tower." I was like, "Not that one," but you know, there, there is there is several on our path, so they know which ones to point at now. Right. <laughs> so now the the tower that's on top of this building is is a tower like any other tower that you'll put anywhere else. Towers, you know, the one downtown here is 145 feet. We were able to set it up as a cool Christmas yeah. tree for the Christmas holidays, which. We've heard we want we want to do that again. Sure, that was and, fabulous. Yeah, and so we're going to. Um, we, we build anywhere from, I, I guess we've had 50-foot towers at customers' houses because they were buried in trees and couldn't get it. Um, but we have towers that we climb that are 350 feet. Um, our tower climbers, we rent space on the tower that's across from Lake Carl Blackwell. That's a 900 to 1,200-foot tower. I'm not exactly oh, sure. Oh, man. And so it, they, we have the equipment at 400 feet on that tower. So they were wow. at 400 feet. And from that, we have pictures of it. They could see Glencoe from there, and they could see my. beautiful day. They could see Garber elevators all out there. Wow. It's super cool. Uh, from the Marshall Elevator, you can see the Devon Tower. I was up there on. The oh man! Yeah, it's two hundred feet up, and uh, it, it had an elevator. That's why I was up there. Yeah, <laughs> um, there you go. And so we could see the the Devon Tower. That's exciting. Cool. Are there airspace rules? I mean, is there? Yeah. Can you yeah. go too high? Or? So anything under two hundred feet, you have to put in a study to make sure that you're not twenty thousand feet from an airport, or in a in a uh, in a path. Okay. Um, so if you're if you're on a, away 20,000 feet away from an airport and you're not in a, a flight path, you can build up to 199 feet before you have to light. Oh, so there are okay. some rules that you have to get into, but you always want to follow the FCC, FAA rules. Yeah, if you're going to um, do this at home, be exactly, sure to follow the rules. Exactly. And so most of our towers that we build, you know, we'll stay under those and stay away from airports. We don't want to have the regulation on us. Right. Um, but when we rent space on towers, we follow all, you know, all the lighting rules. Sure. And... Uh, they have to be painted when they're a certain height. Um, they have specific rules on painting. Well, I can imagine. Yeah. So, so do people flying drones? Do that? Does that ever interact with a tower? We, uh, we, you have to get a permit if you want to fly around a tower. And so, um, okay. we, uh, we've used some permit or we've used some drones to do some marketing events and things ah, like that. We okay. actually haven't seen anybody flying drones around our stuff yet. But I'm sure. Haven't had any damage done. Actually, I do. We, we had a farmer that hit one of our towers i was on vacation this is a crazy story but it, he hit it with his tractor he was uh, disking a field for a oh friend oh my gosh and he pulled over a 200 foot tower onto his tractor I mean, so luckily nobody got hurt but the he neighbor just didn't see it <laughs> he did not see it that's um, crazy long story short we got the tower up in 72 hours um, we had a crane come out we built it on the ground flipped it up i was on vacation my brothers did it all you know, that's great kudos to them oh, i bet the neighbor didn't have to go mad. home well that's what, I, that's what that's what we're getting with this story is the neighbor sent me a picture and it looked like it was from a helicopter of my tower on the ground and he was like oh i'm just flying my drone over there so he sent me a picture while i was on a boat in arkansas oh, no. we went we went to arkansas with the fam 
And so I'm like, is the news helicopter like who, who took this? And he was like, no. He's like, I just, you know, he flew a half mile down just to snap a picture to send it to me. You know, like uh, so the first great. picture I got was 30 minutes after it fall, fallen was from the aerial view, and you could see the disc from the oh, tractor, no. and then you could see the tower on. And you're like, I wonder what happened. Yeah. yeah so anyway, oh, it was guy. unfortunate. Insurance covered all. Nobody was hurt, which is the best. That's and the best uh, we got everybody back online. Town of Cashin was uh, extremely uh, great. You know, they they didn't. We didn't get eaten alive, which we're super happy about. Um, uh, we appreciate you guys. Well, you're the only being option, patient. so they're not going to like really <laughs> yeah. crucify you because you still have to come yeah, back. Exactly. You know? Well, they yeah. might have been right in the middle of their favorite oh, show. I know, oh, that's I know. true. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, it was 72 hours of outage, and luckily for us, we um, our you know we talked about our industry. Um, one of the guys saw on Facebook. And he said, I have a, a crane. I can be there in 24 hours. And we're like, well, hold on. We can't get the tower built in 24 hours. So he was there the next day with his crane. Wow. And he helped us stand it back up. So we got some cool video of that That's doing it. Uh, some good stuff. So we, we, uh, we have a good community of uh, WISP here. So. Willing yeah. to help? Yeah, yeah, That's they great. did. They, he, he was a family business, too. He brought his, brought his family out. So it was kind of funny. Yeah, it was, it was a cool deal, though. From, a, from an incident turning into something exactly. that could have Exactly. It could have gone worse. the other way, yeah. could have been way worse. Well, they're kind of a long question that's yep. just hazard of my job, but uh, so you don't live in Stillwater. No. Nope. You don't serve Stillwater, mostly. So why are you interested in all that you do in the community, and, and what do you see next for Stillwater? Well, that's that's a good question. You know, and if we, if we dove into it, you know, we, I lived here for until 2008, got married, my wife graduated here. And when she was job hunting, she needed a job to pay that student loan back. So we ended up in, uh, she got a job at Chesapeake, so we moved halfway in between. So we live, you know, uh, south of Guthrie, north of Edmond, off, off that area. And uh, we love it out there. But we, you know, I support this community. I was born and raised here. My brothers, same same situation. The wives graduated here. One wife got a job in Tulsa. The other wife got a job in Oklahoma City. So we have four brothers that live outside of Stillwater Drive here every day. Um, what we would like to see is, you know, the, the university here creates so much talent. We want to harness that talent and keep them here. You know, Stillwater, Stillwater is a good place to live. We want to continue to grow that. We want to be part of its transformation to make sure that we're getting those jobs, keeping them here, paying them so that they can stay here, and then having the amenities around to um, provide, provide for entertainment or families, you know. For, for me now, having a three and seven year old, when I lived here before, it was all about the entertainment. But now it's more about, hey, what can my kids do here? What can I, mm -hmm. what can we take them to on the weekend? What do I want to spend money on? Right. And uh, so, you know, there's some some things that we can improve for yeah. sure. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's great. And, and you know, you your your family started it here, so that was obvious. But then it's, I think, the uh, expansion into the next generation. It's so easy for the next generation of, of any body yeah. to just say okay bye i'm gonna go do whatever i'm gonna do elsewhere mm -hmm. and that all of you are happy staying here that's in itself pretty much of an anomaly i think that any family can get all their kids to stay in town regardless if it's right. family business or not right <laughs> yeah, yeah right so i think i think that you know gives gives other families hope that hey you know if you create something your kids will stay and i know we've all been a, a part of a an initiative to love our Stillwater and grow yeah, that, definitely. and you guys are a living example of if you do it, people will stay or people will come back. Yeah, and that's what at we want, whatever yeah. expense.
expense or a hardship, if you will, yeah. you know, you've got to commit to that. Yeah. So. How many employees do you have? So we have 33 now. And, uh, you know, just, just to put that in perspective, we had eight, 10 years ago, or maybe less, five. Um, so it was me, wow. dad, and my older brother there for a long time. And so, um, you know, it's, it was a, it's been a growth. And yeah. so with that, you know, we're all computer nerds. Right. Um, so running a business is not computer nerd stuff. That, uh, right. that, that is something that we had to refocus. You know, I, I enjoyed installing internet. I loved it. Driving all over the countryside. There's not a dirt road I've never been on. It's uh, so fun. I could drive anywhere and know exactly where I'm at. Um, because 15 years of installing to the most rural areas, I get excited if I went to somewhere I hadn't been. So that being said, um, transitioning, you know, people in Stillwater didn't know what we did. So five years ago, we made an effort to start getting more involved. Um, that's when we realized, actually, people were like, what are you guys doing there? We, we, right. don't, we don't go in there. You know, when we had the game center, people came in, we got to see them. So uh, we, we made an effort to be more involved. And uh, with that effort, we joined all the chamber events, all started going to, you know, local community events at Perkins mm -hmm. and Perry and Cushing, Yale. Um, and in that, that, that involvement, you can see the growth in it. So giving some, uh, what's it, corporate, uh, what is the community involvement would be, uh, Social cor corporate social responsibility. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and giving something substantial yeah. and giving it back and, yeah. and drawing more people into yeah. it. Oh, on that same note, you know, we, we know that you know some of these small communities can't get public internet. There's no there's no place. So for for example, Agra, the water district, um, in trade out for their use of the towers, they wanted to have the senior citizens building free internet there. So ah. that the community can go and stop there. You know, there you you know they don't have a McDonald's that has right. a, a hotspot right. that you can go on. Yeah. We're talking medications. We're talking about things that you can't get. You have to drive to Stillwater to get your medication bill. Or they say, actually, when you get there, like, well, get on our internet and fill out the form. You know, right. so, so we wanted to be able to provide services to that to all these small towns as well. Community buildings, um, just somewhere that they can have public access. That's great. Well, I'm very happy that you guys are here, and I know all the folks listening and watching um, if they haven't directly had service from you, they know someone who has. If you live in the country, you probably know who we are. If That's you live right. in town, see, we're just, we're just educated. That's it. You just know somebody <laughs> who does. All right. Well, anything else to wrap up? No. Thanks Thanks for the time. Yeah. And, Absolutely. And, and on that note, you know, when we got down here in 1999, I want to talk about downtown a little bit. Yeah. Um, the growth here has been amazing. So yeah. just think about 1999 to now. Yeah. Restaurants that are here now. Uh, we have entertainment downtown. Mm -hmm. We've got these buildings full. Seeing that regrowth and that momentum, it's it's exciting. Yeah, it um, that's a unique. And hopefully, yeah. hopefully it's contagious too. So let's just right. keep moving. It just forward. like attracts like. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So uh, thanks for thanks for the interview today, guys. That's you fun. bet. Very good. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. I'm Cheryl Pickens. Jonathan Yudoka. And we'll see you next time on Our Town. Thank you.